welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the mayor of Christmas Town, officially known as the mayor of PHNX. And of course, I am joined by my vice mayor, my friend, my one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. It's good to be back, Derek. I'm amazed amazed you haven't replaced me yet. There was was some talk about it yesterday. You know, we had Rock Knowledge on. We had a fun time. But Jesse, I told you, there is no replacing you, not on this podcast or in my heart. Uh, You will be there at at my side (laughs) on my deathbed. I've told you that before. But uh, I do want to thank you for joining us. I know that you are joining some friends. I I think I said yesterday, some family members, but some friends uh, that are getting their, their vows renewed, which, again, terrible time of the year to do that but also I completely <laughs> I'll, let, understand. I'll let them know that you said yeah that, i let right? them know i said like, no you know i just i feel i feel stressed out for them because this is already a stressful time of the year and i i have no idea for all i know they may not they might they they might be uh of a, of a different religion or something of the sort but i just think christmas time already is it, it doesn't matter if you celebrate it or not it's a very stressful time of the year that's that's fair they do the advantage that they have is that they have a wedding venue that is doing like everything for them nice. so that is nice. severely severely reduced the uh the stress over here so this is yeah. the, the least stressful wedding or i guess vow it's the first vow renewal i've ever been a part of but it's the least least stressful wedding sort of celebration i've ever been a part of so anyway is this is this a vow renewal due to like covid or something like that is that yeah yeah so last year and i'm sure um our audience members have probably you either hopefully not yourself but i'm sure you know people have experienced this getting sure. married in uh in 2020 was an experience uh, for (laughs) a lot of people. It was not really possible to have the wedding ceremony that you might've wanted to have. Um, And so unfortunately, uh, these two college friends of mine were in that position. And last year was basically family members plus me. I was pretty much the only non-family member (laughs) who was at this wedding last year. Oh, that shows you're close. That shows you're close. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, no, it's a good time though. This year is a little more, a uh, little more beefed up. We've got, we've got the open bar going tomorrow nice, evening, so nice. should be, a, should be a good time. Thunderstick will be in full form that night. Well, oh, I, absolutely, I, I, I can't wait to hear the stories, and I wish, uh, I wish your friends the absolute best. I, I, I hope nothing but the best for anybody that is getting married, uh, celebrating their love, or anything during this time of the year. Uh, it's a wonderful time of the year. I love the holiday season, uh, and I am a big fan of you know doing doing things to make it special my wife's birthday is during this time of the year so we we kind of celebrate her all month long and such but uh yes absolutely i mean best wishes to them uh best wishes to our listeners by the way because this podcast is brought to you by the fine folks over at the DraftKings sportsbook app go download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use our code of phnx and bet just five dollars on any nba team to win cough phoenix suns cough and win 150 dollars in free bets if they're victorious it's a great way to put some extra jingle in your pocket this holiday season uh jesse but yeah we we had some fun yesterday we talked about uh baseball cards and kind of how that whole trading card boom has happened as of late not just necessarily in baseball kind of all across trading cards but uh yeah baseball cards are back everything's back it's crazy it's again it's that pandemic thing where it's it messed up people's weddings it, did, it, yes. it caused people to be locked inside of the house interestingly enough one thing i read is that the last dance documentary uh for michael jordan kind of got people like interested in looking up history from that time period again and that kind of led to you know other things like uh people digging into their closet and busting out their trading cards right but 
Um, again, that that question stemmed from one of our questions that we got previously for our mailbag Monday. Jesse, um, he Brett Lee Johnson, of course, uh, who we're going to have some questions from tonight, asked uh, if we were collecting any cards of current, former players, prospects, anything right now. And honestly, I think uh, this uh, the top seventy series that Rock Knowledge got me into has been my favorite. It's that collaboration we spoke about last night, where it's like artists um, and doing just kind of different cards, different, um, you know, different ideas for, uh, the, the tops 70, uh, you know, anniversary. So, uh, a, a great, again, another fun thing that I've been, uh, enjoying during the pandemic, considering how locked up we are, but that brings me to the fact, Jesse, that even though, <laughs> even though I know it's, it's not necessarily Monday, at least when you're listening <laughs> to this, uh, but Jesse and I may or may not be recording this on Monday. And since we are, since we are, that makes this episode officially qualify as a Mailbag Monday episode. So I guess, uh, Jesse, are you ready? It's our first Mailbag Tuesday episode, I guess. The only thing better than a Mailbag Monday is a Mailbag Tuesday, Derek. Let's Derek. let's get it. Mailbox, <laughs> <laughs> always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. Always something interesting in my mailbox. Yes. Try to get to and everything in with my that being mailbox. said, uh, again, going back to our friend Brett Lee Johnson at Brett underscore Johnson 44, uh, he asked us, what are some of the worst trades moves in the Mike Hazen era, other than the Goldie trade, LOL? Uh, trading Brendan Malone for two months of Starling Marte is definitely a baffling move to me, especially when they only got Caleb Smith in return for Marte. And then there's some unfortunate laughing and then crying emojis that follow that. But um, <laughs> I know you've uh, definitely spent a lot of time dissecting the Hazen era as far as the free agent acquisitions and how they worked out. But um, do, do you have any thoughts on this as far as uh, some of the worst trades and moves in, in the Mike Hazen era? I, I obviously, I think that right now until all is said and done, we could probably put Madison Bumgarner up there as one of the worst moves, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess is the question worst trades, just worse. Moves uh, well, overall? he has, he has trade slash moves. So okay. I guess it could okay. qualify as, Either, either. But I think maybe he was looking a little bit more for trades. Um, but I, I don't know. I still can't get past the Mad Bum acquisition, at least at this point. Uh, historically, when all is said and done, we it could definitely turn around between now and the end of it. But uh, it does seem like that there was a, there, there was a bit of a, um, you know, kind of a, a questionable uh trade there for the amount of money that they spent on him. But or I'm sorry, uh, free agent acquisition, not trade. Uh, sure. But what, what what do you think? I think he, I mean, I think he hits it on the head with, uh, I mean, it wasn't just Brennan Malone. It was Leover Proguero as well, I believe, being part of that deal. The Diamondbacks traded a pretty rich package to get Starling Marte from the Pirates, and they kept him for a couple of months. And then they traded him, and they got, uh, they got assets that, frankly, are not long-term assets for the Diamondbacks. Caleb Smith is is kind of a starter, reliever, floater guy. He's better in the bullpen. You might be able to provide some value there as a lefty reliever this next year. But Starling Marte, Derek, is, or I guess I should say was, one of the most valuable assets in free agency. I mean, he is he has been an excellent player over the last couple of years. And the Diamondbacks, 
The Diamondbacks did the opposite of what you want to do. They bought high and they sold low. <laughs> and that is that is never something you want to be uh, doing as a general manager. So I think that's clearly the worst trade of the Mike Hazen era. Other trades, I think Mike Hazen has made a lot of trades that are kind of in the middle. Uh, trades that I don't really view as being great or horrible. Uh, Steven Souza was one of the first big moves that he made. Uh, really, I don't think either side really wound up doing really all that great in that deal. Um, Anthony Banda hasn't really panned out much. Um, he's he's sort of bounced around a little bit. He was the big name the Diamondbacks traded in that in that deal. And Steven and, Souza, and he was. And by the way, he was a a highly touted top prospect. He was in the Arizona Diamondbacks for quite a while as well. Yeah, yeah, he was a very highly touted lefty who we only saw here a little bit. A lot of people were worried when they when they made that move, but Steven Souza just didn't really pan out. We saw him with the Dodgers in the postseason last year, which uh, still baffles me. Still uh, baffles me why he was given that opportunity because he wasn't really even that great of a player there either. Um, so yeah, I think I think Mike Hazen's made a lot of trades that were that were kind of so so. Uh, the Cattell Marte move is, I mean, I think you have to love that for the Diamondbacks, even though they gave up Mitch Hanniger in the process. They gave away a really good player in that move, but they got the best player back. Yeah. So I think a lot of trades for him are, are kind of somewhere in the middle, but uh, but the Starling Marte one, and on, on ter- in terms of free agency, it's clearly Madison Bumgarner. Those are the ones that, uh, that you know, he might be losing sleep over at night. Yeah, and I... Um... You know, I, I think you're right about that when you talk about there there probably is more good trades, I would say. Nothing great, nothing, you know, that stands out and is incredible. There's also we should mention JD Martinez. Mike Hazen fleeced the Detroit Tigers when he yeah. acquired JD Martinez. Yeah. That was just a rental, right? It's like it's a different sure. sort of move, but that was a that was a I mean, the man hit 30 home runs in half a season. I, I know. mean, that was unbelievable. I know, and I fell in love with him, and he still has my heart to this day, Jesse. Yes, but I don't think I, you're alone. <laughs> I, I think that you know that kind of goes back to the Goldschmidt trade and why so many people have a different point of view about it than I do, right? Uh, I guess my thought was that that Goldschmidt kind of at that point, I mean, that you can't classify him as a rental, but as far as that season went, yeah, that was kind of it. Like you weren't getting anything more out of him. And if you got nothing for him by the season's end, he was going to leave. And if the Diamondbacks wanted to keep him, they could try all they want, but he hired Scott Boris for a reason. And he didn't hire Scott Boris to re-sign with the Arizona Diamondbacks. I think the minute that that happened, the writing was on the wall that he was out of there at the end of that season. And I think the Diamondbacks were kind of smart to get what they got for him, even though at the end, people are still very mad that they trade Goldschmidt away, right? I can just just hear our our listeners just fuming in anger at what you just said, Derek. (laughs) But they just, does anybody believe they were going to keep him after that season? Is, Is there, I mean... I don't know. I guess we've I talked guess about I, this. It's just you I'm, can't really make an argument that they got fleeced in the trade because they traded one year of Paul Goldschmidt in that trade, and he wasn't really very good in that year. The problem is the fact that the team didn't want to make the investment to bring him back in the first place. That's right. the problem. And, but again, man, I'm sorry. The Diamondbacks don't have the kind of money to pay Paul Goldschmidt and also be good, right? So if they would have paid Paul Goldschmidt, I felt like this would have become, and don't get me wrong, it's not like they went in some super positive direction without him, 
right? But I feel like if they would have pursued keeping Paul Goldschmidt, this would have been one of those teams with a huge payroll and still not very many wins and still not being yeah. very good. Uh, and, and I mean, I, I get it though. I like there, I'm so split multiple ways when it comes to that trade. I understand people's frustration and their anger about it hundred percent. I just viewed it as a different, you know, thing at the time. Again, it's like, like you said about JD Martinez, right? JD Martinez was special, but we even knew that if the Diamondbacks didn't do anything big that season with him as part of our roster, there was there was a big chance they weren't going to afford to bring him back, you know? Right. And much like Paul Goldschmidt, J.D. Martinez said all the right things about it, that he wanted to come back, that he liked Arizona, he liked being here. But to be honest, that's all just PR fluff. That's all stuff they have to say. Few people think- are going to be like, I fucking hate this town. I can't <laughs> wait to get out of here. Stay? Hell no, I'm not staying. The minute I think I'm a free people- agent, I'm out of here. People want to believe, though, that J.D. Martinez really did. Like, I, I I, know what you're saying with the PR stunt and everything. I I took that at the time as a situation where, like, he genuinely did really enjoy his time here. And he was very much embraced by fans. It was a Absolutely. fun season in Arizona. Absolutely. So you know who maybe... else did, though? Eduardo Escobar. And true, I don't disbelieve true. that Eduardo Escobar didn't enjoy his time here. And I don't right. believe that, that I don't disbelieve that he wanted to come back here. Right. But where are we at right now? Where are we at is that Eduardo Escobar is a New York Met. And right. the reason why is because they paid him more money than any other team probably was willing to pay, pay him. Good for him. Right. These athletes have a shelf life. They have a limited time and their goal besides winning is to get paid as much money as they possibly can during right. their time here. I'm sure some of them don't view it as that, but I feel like the majority of athletes view it as, you know, this isn't going to be a 20 year career. And, and if you do have that, then God bless that you got that long. Right. But yeah, you know, most athletes are lucky to get 10 solid years. And if they can make enough money to buy themselves a nice house and invest some money and, you know, hopefully not work too hard again, the rest of their life, then that's a pretty good run as a baseball player. I never frown upon guys going for the money because, you know, really as much as we're fans and it pains us, we get mad at them when they leave our teams. We're not paying them. We're we're not starting a GoFundMe to bring them here and be like, we could. We could. (laughs) I don't think it would be illegal or legal by the, you know, NBA or NFL (laughs) or MLB standards, but, you know, whatever. So, uh, but you guys, just a reminder again, uh, go Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our code of PHNX. Bet on an NBA game this Christmas. And for betting $5 on any NBA team, uh, you will win $150 in free bets should they be victorious. And that, that's that's not all. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get in the Christmas spirit with a free uh, holiday free bet surprise, Jesse. Free Free bets, holidays for you. Everyone is getting a free bet up to $50 instantly as DraftKings gives away up to $10 million in prizes this holiday season. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. And just remember, you go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Don't be a Grinch uh, and use promo code PHNX to bet just $5 on any NBA team to win. And again, you will get not just $100 like we were talking about last week, but $150 in free bets should that team be victorious. That code, again, was PHNX. 21 and over only, Arizona only. Gambling problem, dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, Jesse, back to the mailbag. 
Uh, we got another question here from Gabriel Bold as Bronze on Twitter, and he asks, uh, and I, I don't mean to laugh at him here, but I find this question to be adorable. Uh, if the 2022 <laughs> D-backs are at 500 entering the trade deadline, will oh, they man. be buyers? Will they stay the course and keep, as he says, tanking? But Gabriel, my man, let me tell you, if they are at 500 at the trade deadline next year, that is not tanking anymore. That is, isn't it, Derek? Are you uh, are you really not going to be flashing the tank uh, season graphic mid season, uh, even when the team is Jesse? <laughs> Jesse, if they if they're twenty games over five hundred, I might still be flashing the tank season. <laughs> Who knows? But no, I mean, I think that what I, I feel like the biggest thing that we're looking here for looking for here is them to continue to get better. And I yeah. just I don't know. When, when do they hit rock bottom as far as their roster goes? When do they hit rock bottom as far as not having any more assets, as you said earlier, to trade off? No more players that they can get rid of because at one point they're just not going to be able to field a full roster or have, you know, many options as far as their lineup goes, right? So I, I don't know if, because already, already people are talking about, about trading Mark Melanson and the man hasn't pitched a single game, Jesse. The man has not pitched in a baseball game yet, and people already want him traded away. I understand the feeling. It's not that they want them traded away. It's just it's that here we go again, uh, especially after last season, that we are doing something. You know, remember people being a little excited about Joaquin Soria. I remember people being a little excited about Tyler Clifford. And yet here we are again getting excited about another uh, aging reliever that's supposed to come in and, and help this team win when in reality they didn't even have that many close opportunities last season or save opportunities last season right so uh what what good is a closer but um I, I i i just found this question to be funny because i personally would be thrilled if at the trade le- deadline the d-backs are at 500 i would also be thrilled i mean yeah that's a that's a fun hypothetical that's my favorite part about mailbag monday derek is is people throwing these uh, these hypotheticals at us that are alternate universes that that we're really hoping come come true someday. It's multiverse, yeah. It's uh, multiverse. It's the multiverse theory. Yeah, we're getting to the <laughs> multiverse of madness here. Um, you know, there there are all these branching, which is something we need to dig into maybe later this week. Uh, is is at what point did we go off and get on the darkest timeline? Right. Uh, I don't know. Have Have you watched Back to the Future films, Jesse? Have you seen those? I, I have seen I have seen at least one of them. Okay. I think but, I've just seen one of them. Okay. Uh I'm hoping the one you saw was number two because in my opinion, it's my favorite. And mm. uh it's where they talk about how they they screwed everything up and went on this alternate timeline once they let Biff uh get his hands on, on the sports almanac. So now uh I feel like that's what happened. At some point we need to go back and find the point in Diamondbacks history. <laughs> Maybe it was the Goldschmidt trade. I don't know. But where did we branch off? Yeah, where did we branch off? Right, darkest right. timeline that we're currently on. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Where- to, to answer to answer the question, I think um, I I do see the Diamondbacks being willing to. They're not going to do anything that remotely jeopardizes their future, right? So you're not going to trade any. You're not going to trade really any prospect of real value. I'd be shocked if if that happened. Um, but uh, but the team is in an interesting position um, where they don't really have like I, I don't really see why they wouldn't guy to try to push in their chips a little bit come the trade deadline if they sure. were to be around 500 we've kind of seen that with Mike Hazen over the years the Diamondbacks don't have to be 
you know, 25 games over 500 or whatever for, for Mike Hazen to kind of buy in. Um, we also did see in 2020, however, when the team was sort of on the fence that, that Mike Hazen was a realist and, and, uh, you know, he decided to go the selling route instead. So I think the Diamondbacks would have to be at least 500. I don't think being just kind of remotely in the mix will be enough, but if they were, you know, if they are in a reasonable distance, um, you know, from the wild card, especially if we see some changes to the playoff format this year, uh, which we talked about earlier, that could come with the new CBA, um, it's possible that there are 14 teams going to the playoffs this next season. And if that's the situation, Derek, a 500 record actually puts you kind of right there in the mix. Um, and so if that happens, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Diamondbacks, you know, trade maybe some lower level prospects to try to bring in another veteran reliever or a bench player or something like that. Um, that's a far off world. I, I think we <laughs> I, I'd be lying if I said I'm expecting that to happen, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, it's we we could sit here and be negative all day long. Don't get me wrong, it's very easy to do that. And with the outlook of on this team, I, I don't feel like you would be that off base. I don't feel like you were just being negative for the sake of being negative. But I I don't know, man. I like to get a lottery ticket and prepare pretend there's a good chance I'm going to win $5,000, right? <laughs> I don't like to buy a lottery ticket and pretend like I'm going to scratch off two bells and a cherry. So uh, as far as this whole situation goes, I'd like to remain cautiously optimistic as we approach sure. the season and say, at the very least, this scenario would be a big improvement. And I can't imagine internally the D-backs feeling differently. I feel like at the trade deadline, if they were 500 or even a few games below, that they would start trading off major assets for the future of this team, considering that they were able to kind of repair the the, the losing, repair the lack of success, you know, pay, pat, patch it together a little bit and get them to be a little bit more buoyant as far as floating and, and you know, competing in, in Major League Baseball. So, yeah, I, I'll take 500 and... I hope at that point they're buyers. I hope that they are buyers. That's that's the direction. Uh, and I think I think we both kind of agree with that, that at the very least, if they were doing that well at that point, we could very well see them add pieces instead of take pieces away. All right. We got one more question left, Jesse. All right. Uh, and, uh, you know, I I know how this goes. I know this. I I, I get this in, in some situations. We're going we're gonna to get down to talking about some of, of the injury updates and such on prospects. And and uh, I write, like this question from Kyle Collins, but I just want to throw it out there that I just put up an article on Arizona uh, or on gophnx.com uh, about the Arizona Diamondbacks and their prospects for next season. The top draft prospects, MLB released that list that we talked about. Uh, and I finally have my piece up just taking a look at some of those top draft prospects and which of the top five could potentially be a fit for the Arizona Diamondbacks. As it stands right now, uh, projections show that the Arizona Diamondbacks could end up with the person who is ranked as the top overall prospect right now by MLB and scouts, which would be Drew Jones. Um, there uh, is a heavy interest from the Baltimore Orioles and Tamar Johnson. So, you know, again, we don't know where that whole, how that situation is going to uh, play out. We also don't know how the CBA still is going to affect the Diamondbacks position. Right now, if it goes through with the proposal that we've discussed, they're guaranteed at least one of the top three picks. But we don't know if that proposal will even go through. It right. could it could be a, a, a different proposal where maybe they want to throw the top 10 teams into 
a draft lottery, at which point we could absolutely see the Arizona Diamondbacks get screwed out of <laughs> their current position. So not that I'm hoping or praying for that, but I'm just keeping an eye on that because I definitely could see that happening to us. Uh, now, just a reminder, go sign up at gophnx.com to become a member. If you aren't already, uh, annual membership will get you a free t-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. Chances are it's not going to get there in time for Christmas, but do any, any of you celebrate Three Kings Day? Because we do in the Montia household, and you might be able to do, uh, it's a fun tradition. You can, your kids get to put shoe boxes of grass out for the camels. It's a great time. So again, <laughs> uh, if you want another holiday, if you want, if you want to have to find more gifts for your kids, uh, go look up Three Kings Day and, and celebrate it. I'm, I'm celebrating my traditions. Uh, Jesse, uh, being Puerto Rican, my family has always really loved Christmas. Uh, I just made some coquito, which is like uh, Puerto Rican eggnog. Um, you know, oh. we talked about me shattering the lid for the <laughs> bottle on my feet while I made you really it, you really paid a price for that. I eggnog, really Derek. did. I hope it I all really pans did. out for you. <laughs> oh, it's so good though, Jesse. It's there's uh, there's like an entire handle of Malibu rum in there. It's fantastic. But uh, <laughs> I love this time of the year. So go become a member of our family, and I'll send you my coquito recipe through Discord. Uh, you also get uh, members only discount over at phnxlocker.com, and you'll get all this wonderful content that we have on the website, including this piece that I have on the top five prospects uh, and all the great stuff that Jesse is going to write in the future. That's that's what you need to be looking for is what, what's coming down the road from Jesse Friedman. But uh, again, thank you guys so much. If you already are a member, we love you. We thank you. Uh, if you don't want to go with the annual membership, remember you can get the month-to-month option and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Uh, Jesse, our last question asks, and it's from Kyle Collins. I brought this up a little while ago, at Kyle Collins 5 on Twitter. And he asked, uh, we saw Corbin Carroll get some swings in a few days ago. What is the timeline for his full return? And do we have any injury updates on Jordan Lawler? Should we be concerned these injuries harm their chances of delivering as top level prospects. And I think that's the part that I really want to address because I don't think we really, unfortunately we don't have many injury updates right now on players. Yeah. Uh, even yeah. minor league players. So right now, mum is the word. A lot of MLB employees that actually are, are, are the ones that provide us with this information aren't currently working due to the lockout. So there isn't really a lot uh, of information out there currently, but I want to address the second part of his question, which was, should we be, should we be concerned these injuries harm their chances of delivering as top level prospects? And I don't know. I, I think that when I was doing the top draft prospects that there were a couple of guys, honestly, that have had injuries several times their young career, and they're not even at a major league level. Right. Uh, some guys right. have had Tommy John surgery more than once before they've even been drafted. So it's a scary world out there as far as injuries go, because it's happening to players, you know, all over still not nothing stopped but i think that the medicine and i think that the uh rehab the ability to rehab is so much better than it used to be even 10 years ago right tommy john surgery 10 years ago was questionable if guys would come back you know and be what they were it's not to say it's a guarantee still but there's a really high percentage of guys coming back from tommy john surgery and still pitching at, at a high level. And I think that goes for all injuries. It doesn't matter um, yeah. shoulders, um, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I think these guys do have uh, better, just better medicine and better opportunity to do the right things so that they get back at a hundred percent and don't go through, you know, re-injuring and re-aggravating these injuries again when they do come back. I think it's more a question of timeline than anything else. Um, 
I don't see, uh, you mentioned there are some prospects who, you know, who take a big hit in draft rankings because they have an injury history. And, and we've, I mean, this hits close to home uh, right now. John Duplantier is now, you know, in the Dodgers organization in large part because he just couldn't stay healthy here in Arizona. And that was always keeping him off the field and keeping him from really developing into the guy that we thought he was going to be. The good news with Jordan Lawler and Corbin Carroll is that I don't think they're viewed in the same way that John Duplantier was. Uh, they're sure. not, they're not viewed as, you know, this guy's got talent, but he's, you know, he really has this dicey injury history that has a lot of teams pretty nervous about taking him. That's not the situation um, with, with either of those players. So it probably Cor- pushes Corbin, back. Corbin Carroll, tor- by, he is su- superhuman, by the way. Corbin Carroll, <laughs> if you don't, if you don't remember, he tore his labrum and his posterior capsule on his right throwing shoulder by hitting the ball for a fucking home run. Like <laughs> that is how he tore his shoulder. So there is, there is something that is like next level superhuman about him. Not to mention the fact that we already talked about, you know, how he, what, what he did with his time while he was injured. Right. Yeah. Becoming yeah. A out of at the, the ballpark every day. And, yeah. You know, like it's just incredible. And that, that to me screams of somebody that wants to make baseball their life. And that screams of somebody who wants to continue to get better all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I, it, it does go based on the individual. Right. So I, I don't think you can make a broad kind of paint it with a broad brush about their ability to come back. I just don't think uh, necessarily that these injuries uh, because mostly because the teams invest so much in these guys now, right? They don't, they don't want to see they like, it's not like the old days where like, Oh, you know, uh, this guy injured himself. It's like, I, it's like, I broke a, broke a glass lid for a jar on my foot or anything. Right. It's not like that. <laughs> they look at it differently. Right. It's not like just something that somebody they're going to throw away. Now there is still, uh, you know, just, I don't know. I get, I guess the best thing is advanced science and in, in medicine now, and and in in rehabbing that allows these guys to come back at a higher percentage. You know, I, I think that it, it used to kind of be the exception when guys came back rather than the rule. But now more and more guys come back and they're able to come back at 100 percent. I I am with you right there, Derek. I think that there is a bright future for both of these guys. It's not something I would sound the alarm on just yet. You know, if if these injuries become recurring, then that's something you maybe start to worry about. But for the moment, Corbin Carroll was a freaking beast last year when he was on the field. Absolutely. And, and Jordan Lawler is about as highly thought of as anyone in his draft class. I I I expect to see them on the field um early. In, in the 2022 season, like you said, we don't necessarily have any any special inside updates, unfortunately, right now. But um, but I see no reason why, you know, they shouldn't be able to participate in the 2022 season um, with with at least some degree of regularity. This is not something that should be holding them out for, you know, months into this season, for sure. There you go. All right. Well, that's another Mailbag Monday in the books. We thank you guys again so much for your questions and we appreciate it. We 
we'll reach out to you again. So please make sure to follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. Please follow us on YouTube, uh, subscribe, sign up for notifications. And also, if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there and leave us a five-star review. We'd appreciate it. And I will stop begging you for it if you guys do it so like if you go do it then i'll stop asking to do it and then that's see that's how you solve the problem you just <laughs> it's like i tell my 10 year old daughter just do the thing i ask of you and then i won't have to yell at you about it at a later time but thank you guys again so much um on behalf of jesse and myself we appreciate you guys so much checking out the show uh please uh, go over to uh, DraftKings Sportsbook and use our code of PHNX and sign up at gophnx.com to become a member. Uh, we appreciate the love. We hope you guys are having an amazing holiday season and an incredible week. Uh, remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you ask questions about baseball. <laughs>